1: Welcome back to Under the Shield Prevents. Here we go. You know I had to do that on purpose, don't you? Sorry, Jay. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> See, you should never suggest things to me. Subliminal I'm, I'm a follower, great. not a leader.
0: <laughs> Coming up, take
2: 13.
1: Exactly. We need one of those signs, though. That's
2: right. A little board.
1: That should be a, a sound on there. Oh, there you go. Anyway, we'll get that figured out. <laughs> Chase like you will cut it out. <laughs> anyway, all right, take two. Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress with your host, Susan Simmons, and my co-host, uh, whatever we want to call him this week. Yeah, Tom. Tom, with, with the killer boots. <laughs> Used to be killer boots. But I don't have the killer boots. So you should have worn them today. Yeah. And it's an exciting time here at Under the Shield. We are actually broadcasting from our own podcast studio called the Chris Farrar Podcast Studio.
2: It is a work in progress. It is definitely
1: a work in progress. We're really happy that there's no video to go with this because right. y'all would love these lovely blankets that we have hanging on the walls for soundproofing. Right. One of our stress
2: coaches said, oh, I've got all kinds of moving blankets. <laughs> and we have a pink one, a really multicolor one, <laughs> green and
1: None of them match. Yeah, but hey, it's serving the purpose till you can get off your lazy butt, there, Tom. Well,
2: I just got the soundproofing delivered yesterday. Well, you had
1: an hour this morning. <laughs> I came to get it done. <laughs> but we are here in the the new office that is um, the home one of our offices here of the podcast, and we're excited about it, and hope that our dearly departed friend Chris Farro would be very proud of of what we're doing here to try to honor him and. Keep his memory alive, and his mother is now working for us also, so uh, you'll be hearing from Linda on here again, I'm sure, at some point. We could
2: always do pop-ins, you know.
1: We could, absolutely, now that we're... Once we go live. Yes, absolutely. But we have two guests with us, and uh, one is a mystery lieutenant from an agency here in the Phoenix Valley area.
0: (laughs) I didn't expect to be on the air, so I did not get approval from my chain of command to actually be able to identify myself. I, I was only going to be a, a chauffeur for my wife, and now I'm just here to make inappropriate comments. And
3: that's why we love him.
1: Yes, absolutely. So our guest actually is, if he'd stop playing with the microphones and messing with her, um, is Patty Bryant, a dispatcher here, and not just a dispatcher. No. No. You know you're going to have to tell that story now. Yeah. Um, here with the Phoenix Police Department, who has been doing this for a little while, just yeah. a few years. 24. Is that all? And That's half. it? Yeah, just 24 and a half. And notice, she doesn't even have a twitch or anything.
2: I know. I was just looking at that one. She's not like... No.
1: Not Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Nothing crazy. And even on top of that, married to him. <laughs>
3: That's a much longer story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Patty, tell us your background, how you got into this and all that good stuff. Um, Also,
3: 24 years as
2: a dispatcher.
1: Rare. I know. That's crazy already. I know. But I got to
3: say, we actually have a couple dispatchers. One just recently retired, uh, 32 years, 33, something like that.
1: Well, and we also left out. She's one of our newest stress coaches. That's true. Yes, and so. I am so blessed for that. Thank well, you. Well, no, we're blessed to have yeah. you. We oh,
3: put her butt to work. <laughs> Not yet. I got. I, I got to say, you know, being part of the whole Glasser family and you bringing me into that, it was never a thought. And when she said about the counseling, the stress coach, I was so um, amped for that
1: because dispatchers are overlooked. Absolutely. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, and we're actually going to be talking about another podcast that will be broadcast out of here um, sometime in the next few weeks. So there's just a little teaser there that's going to involve dispatchers as well. (laughs) And uh, we'll have our own uh, Becky on here to talk (laughs) about that sometime soon, I'm sure. Nice. Yeah, so fill us in on your background and how you wound up at the police department. Well, uh, the anonymous
3: LT. Was in the academy, and during the academy, they mentioned, "If you know anybody who could do communications, customer service bases, um, invite them." And I was actually working for America West Airlines at the time, as as a reservationist. Cool. <laughs> and uh, already had the customer service part down. Pat knew right. that, and uh, they had gone through their second
1: or customer third service. You know, I don't think I've ever heard that as a prerequisite <laughs> for dispatch. <just laughs> Yeah, Wait Are then. you
0: able to type? Are yeah. you able to talk?
1: <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, he, obviously I wouldn't make a good yeah. dispatcher. Can you type
2: what you hear?
1: I can type, but I have no customer service skills. <laughs> and
3: I kind of like him because he's tra- taught me a lot of little tricks that's helped with dealing with unruly customers on the phone. Mm-hmm. But uh we don't have it. And of
1: probably that. some unruly <laughs>
2: officers on the radio.
3: I was oh, gonna say yeah. that's a bigger problem. Yeah. He's oh, never yeah. had to train me about that. I took care of that on my own.
0: She puts me in my place on the radio I have.
3: constantly. <laughs> it's always fun. But uh anyway, he uh told me about them hiring at Phoenix PD and uh I was kinda hesitant because I didn't want to lose the flight benefits. Sure. Yeah. And he's like, um they're paying like double or triple what you're making right now. And I'm like, Okay. Um, well, wait a minute! Wait it's a minute! Done. I'm
1: seeing a new a new way to recruit this batchers now. We <laughs> add flight benefits. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally, there totally. Forget the money; just give us flight right. shot on one hundred percent.
2: Yeah, but you still have to hire enough so that there's no forced mandatory overtime. Well,
1: that's true because you, you never know. get to use the flight. Right. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> and after. He said that, went into the training. The training at that time was one year as a 911 operator only. Mm-hmm. If you didn't pass that, they let you go. Secondary was you had to be a dispatcher and train for that. And if you didn't make that, they cut you loose.
1: Completely. They completely. didn't even completely. keep
3: you for 911. No.
1: No. Oh. no, Wow. Yeah. They lost. That was in the days when you had a lot of people applying, I assume?
3: They, I mean, we were fully staffed. We mm-hmm. were doing good. But they've kind of gone... Excuse me, backwards to uh, that same motto of "you got to be cost trained. If you don't make it, you're fired." <laughs> there, there. That's what's killing them right now. Right.
1: Like we can't afford to lose anybody, right? No, exactly. we
3: can't. And sadly, it's hurting us. Sure. But they're, you know, it's 24 and a half years. I've seen the ups and downs, mm-hmm. and we try as senior dispatchers, operators, to tell our management. We've gone through this. We've seen this. Please stop.
1: It other hasn't words, worked leave in the me past. Alone. Get the hell out. Leave me alone.
3: Well, it, it's, we're trying to help them. It hasn't worked in the past. Let's find a new route. And they're like, no. And again,
1: they went back to the old thing. And yeah, law enforcement's not real good about new stuff. No,
2: no. Well, and I'm sure it's some commander or assistant chief that hasn't been, hasn't done the job. Doesn't yeah, understand that exactly. we've tried this and it doesn't work.
1: Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of across the board. It is, yeah. It, it, Under that's the shields, numbers, still considered new stuff, and we've been here thirty years, <laughs> right? That <laughs> should be old news by now. Yeah. Wow.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's one of those things that it's all about the numbers. Yes, that's all they're
1: thinking. So,
2: which they don't have.
1: No, they don't. <laughs> because, but we're hearing this everywhere. I know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's really sad when you when you hear two good sized agencies in the valley actually talking about combining their communication center because they're both so short staffed right you go hmm. can't say i remember that happening never anywhere and things are set up very differently in alabama because most everything i assume is still the way it was 10 years ago um most things are done through a 911 call center that they dispatch everything mm-hmm. city county fire all of it right really yes and it's been that way for quite a while um, now, your major agencies are still going to have theirs, but all the smaller agencies and counties do it through a 911 center.
2: Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. Phoenix Fire Dispatch, they dispatch a lot of different agencies in the Valley. Yeah, they do. Glendale. Right. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's all a combined yeah. effort, and that seems yeah. to work pretty decent. Yeah. But yeah. the number of calls that Phoenix takes, the police, and like, say, Tempe, mm-hmm. that would be rough to combine and sure dispatch
4: it's
3: it's one of those that we were just talking about the other day after the storm that uh, when another agency has a fault in their system Mm -hmm. they all roll over to Phoenix right it's like the main thing they all roll over to Phoenix and there was years ago where at one point Mesa had an issue Mm -hmm. they were actually in our communications office Wow Fielding their calls and then another one was Tempe had a mm. bailout, and they were at our office fielding
1: calls. Did you have the space for them? We made space. To move in? And yeah. Then... Oh,
3: yeah. We had a section that we we blocked out for them. Nice. This is yeah. for
2: the redheaded stepchildren. <laughs> oh, no. And y'all be
1: quiet over there and don't bother
3: the rest of them. It was, it was more it, – it, it's kind of this way. They're like – they tell us, you guys have to be in this section. They're going to be in this. It's not like – Let's just play nice. Yeah, it's like, you're going to be over here. And we Segregate. draw a yeah. line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weird. Do yeah. not cross
2: this tape line.
3: Yeah. Our training, they have to have a couple of uh, desks so the new people can come out and play a little bit and check it out. They're like these are going to be reserved for these new people. It's like, but that's where I used to sit. You know, we we kind of have a little section of like like where we'd like to sit in
1: the church. I got my pew. Exactly,
3: you got your space.
1: You want to sit, and now you're being the redheaded stepchild going to
0: sit
3: over
1: there.
0: Why do I keep ending up in the corner?
1: (laughs) You know, know, that's a really good place for you, LT. (laughs) Never even occurred to me, but you didn't want to sit with your back to the door, so your choices were corners.
3: You took my seat, so. Mm.
1: And obviously, you're probably going to wind up in the corner more than once today in many ways (laughs) before we're done. Before it's all said and done, I assure you. So tell us about the hardest times in this job. (sighs) Well, and were you really prepared for it
3: during training? At least back when I was training, um, they warned you about calls that might be sensitive to personal things that you experienced. Um, the one that did, I had a cousin that passed away. He was 16 months old. He drowned, and uh, I had babysat him that summer and had just left. The next day after I left, he drowned. Hmm. So that's I, w- I was only like 16 years old, <clears throat> but uh, my first drowning on a 911 call that hit me hard. Sure. Yeah. So it, it's they always say children calls with children, mm-hmm. elderly, you know, the sensitive, disabled. That always hits you. It does. Yep. That's that's always been one. Um, one call I had was. And you talk about six degrees separation. (laughs) It it was weird. I had this one call where a small child, the dad had put the baby, well, I think it was a couple of, you know, maybe two years old, uh, had been put to bed. He or she rolled over and went between the bed mattress and the wall. He went to go check on her because he was like, she doesn't sleep this long and found her trapped. And she wasn't breathing, so I got fire on the line. I got us going. It's a race between fire and PD. Who right. can get there first to do CPR? And, <laughs> Depending on the call. Depending on the call. Right. And God
2: forbid that a police car or motorcycle passes a fire truck on the way to a hot call. They oh, are really the first. Off. Off. I love when they're
3: the first ones there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it, like I said, it's a race. <laughs> but uh, I, I can't remember at that call who got there first. But we got there and I, as a dispatcher or an, an operator say you'd listen in case there are updates that you have to advise right. officers so i had to listen to this man in his distress i mm-hmm. got done and i went out to the patio and cried mm-hmm. and a really good friend of mine he came out and he was you know hugging me and saying it's going to be okay you get these calls but you mm-hmm. overcome mm-hmm. and it's the next step i was like okay suck it up let's go <laughs> next call and you do you just have yeah. to shake it off and handle the next call and help right. the next
1: citizen so and how do you handle when she comes home does she bring the job home
0: our our shifts kind of uh overlap so we don't see each other when we come home from work that's a good um, thing. but uh in the past where she's come home really stressed out uh Just letting her talk about her shift is usually the best way to get her to relax, get through it. Um, I mean, usually we'll hold each other, uh, we'll talk in bed, and uh, just stroke her hair while she's lying there talking about what happened and getting her to relax. Next thing you know, she's asleep and drooling on my shoulder. (laughs) Love
1: you. I have a visual here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm happy to hear you don't try to fix it. Right. Because you are a trained problem solver also, just like she is. Everybody in the first responder world. Oh, wait a minute. He's an LT. But you weren't an LT back <laughs> then. <that laughs> no. I keep forgetting you ain't real police. <laughs> you know that you were you were a real police. He, he, he's not, not
3: he's not one of those typical LTs. He is actually answers up for calls and it scares the dispatchers. Uh, I've had friends that are like, What is he doing? And I'm like
1: Yeah, I just have to. Not my problem. He's yours when I'm not on duty. (laughs) But then again, roll tide.
0: Roll tide. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to say, it it is something that I actually kind of not so much learned, but just adapted to, because um, being the typical fixer uh, when problems when people start talking about their problems, I have in the past always tried to give them options or ideas, and I've tried to help them fix things, and I've, over the years, just realized that sometimes people just need to vent, and just being there listening and letting them go through the emotion helps them Mm -hmm. get rid of that emotion. Right.
1: You see why he's going to be our next stress catcher. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) He may not know it, (laughs) but it will happen. (laughs) But but it's
2: true, though. I mean, when she's talking about a bad day at work, you really can't fix that problem. No, No, you can't. Right. I mean, there's no fixes that I could say, hey, well, just do this. Right.
3: I got to say, though, when we both started, I mean, eight personalities, that's a rough relationship, but it's one of those things that we had to learn. Mm -hmm. Just listen, let it go. Right. Just be supportive. But before, we were trying to fix each other's problems. <laughs> we
1: were and then we had to, to learn you were always right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, al- we're almost there. It's simple. Almost. It really is, LT. It's, it's very simple. I'm, She's hoping, I'm hoping when we hit yes, 30 ma'am.
3: years, it might actually happen. But
1: we're still Yeah, there's hope Point. Yeah. There really is. <laughs> Even though we always say what we say here about men.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it started at the... Alter, right? I'll alter him. Absolutely. That's exactly right. That's right.
1: We set set these things up for failure. And I can't wait to tell the bride and groom that this weekend when I am going to Florida to officiate another Phoenix wedding. Yes, audience, Mm -hmm. these crazy Phoenix police officers actually have me officiate their weddings.
2: Yeah, what is with
1: that? I don't know. Y'all are nuts, but I'm just telling you. I picked up three at one. And I was like, are you kidding me? You just witnessed this? And you, right. and you want uh, your asking okay. for this? We
3: would have to do ours, but his dad did ours, so.
1: Well, we could, y'all could do a renewal. We can always do renewal. <laughs> yeah. Just don't make me go all the way across country to do it, please. Well,
3: I was going to say, if you're on the cruise with us in next May, we're doing well, Alaskan cruise. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, Alaskan cruise. We're our 30th.
0: What happens if we change our mind? (laughs) What is (laughs) the Does it like cancel everything out? (laughs) out.
3: Seriously? (laughs) He said he was
2: here to make inappropriate
3: comments. (laughs) There's a very good reason
1: why there's no video.
2: Two of the cameras are flashing, I noticed. The
1: look "Mm -hmm." I'm giving him right now. I wondered about that earlier, but yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) So, anyway, um, let's talk about when you and I first met. Oh my. there was a lifetime experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for the
3: Kleenex. Um uh it was uh police week. And uh we'd gone back for Dave Glasser's memorial, part of the police week. It was a whole squad. Um back in the day, dispatchers were not invited, overlooked, ignored. Mm-hmm. And they actually started stepping up and uh including dispatchers in the critical incidents but um with me particularly i knew literally a lot of the squad members and uh they reached out to me and they said we want to include you nice the lieutenant sergeant the squad they kind of included me in the fundraisers and uh Different activities, um, meetings, and uh, it was a change. I had actually been Mark Atkinson's dispatcher and was
1: left out. And Mark died, was killed in the line of duty. When? March 26, 1999. nine. Ninety nine. And then this was Dave Glasser's, um, mm. I should know this date. It's May 18th. Yes. Technically,
3: he was shot. They end up watch though, as the 19th. Very similar with
1: Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was 2016? I think so.
3: It's it's still rough. I, I, I I've got Mark's right here, but Dave yeah. is still fresh for me. Yes. But, um, yeah, and it, it was one of those <clears throat> that with Mark uh was part of the uh, sister squad. And uh, he kept me level. Mm-hmm. But with Dave, his whole squad embraced me, and I don't think I really needed to lean on him as much. I just le- leaned on the squad. Mm-hmm. They were checking on me all the time, and it was
1: the best experience as a dispatcher through that situation. So no one included you on marks? No. Did they check on you? Did they? No. Do you think they just didn't know to do that? Um, I actually...
3: Again, it was his sister squad, so I knew some of the members. Um, Back in the day when we had staffing, Mm -hmm. they actually would allow us to have some time off, and I would do a ride-along with him, and uh, it would be on double squad day. Mm -hmm. So we actually did calls together with Mark, so I knew him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, (laughs) tiny little spitfire he was. (laughs) He was a a comical man. But uh, it was one of those that with – dave um i i really was expecting not to be included Mm -hmm. but because lt and the sergeant both knew me very well and then part of the squad they made sure that i went so we get off the plane and had this incredible
1: oh it's a roller
3: coaster welcoming (laughs) Uh, welcoming Mm -hmm. with the bagpipes and everybody at the just at the gate getting off the plane and so we all get off and uh we get to the hotel and there was an issue with the hotel and you you were in the, was there. you are in the <laughs> lobby and uh i'm kind of hanging back cuz i still don't feel comfortable being part of the squad cuz i'm just the dispatcher so <laughs> i'm standing back and uh <clears throat> you came up and you're like i'm susan and you're introduced. And i'm like i'm just leave me alone. I'm I'm just the dispatcher. I'm just wallflower, you know, leave me alone. And uh, you're like, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely didn't work that <laughs> not. Exactly. So you, you know, included me. And then uh, after that, it went back to work as usual. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh, Dave's anniversary, first year anniversary. We all met at a restaurant in Tempe and uh, they were taking pictures. They were doing the squad pictures with his wife and kids there too uh, oh no the kids weren't there just kristen and uh we're standing there and uh, they're like come on patty i'm like no 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 and you said why not and i'm like i'm just a dispatcher and you
4: <laughs> ripped
3: into me and made me cry i remember bawling and you're like you are not a dispatcher you are everything and just i'm like a yeah exactly so after that i've not <laughs> Not ever phrase that again.
1: Nor should you. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and I think that is something that's really missed in the industry. Yes. And it's interesting because one of the other smaller agencies here in the Valley, officers, they're so short-staffed in the comm center that officers are being offered overtime, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really bad idea. (laughs) Yeah. To sit and... To take calls in 911. Take take calls. Right. (laughs) Now... And I say it's a bad idea only in that I don't think they have what it takes to handle the calls as we have heard stories of hang up and everything else. Mm -hmm. I think it's good in the sense that they get to know that just because their radios in the car aren't really busy with y'all spitting stuff at them, y'all are not sitting up there knitting, watching soap operas, baking cookies or whatever it is they think you're doing. You're up there fielding a lot of the calls so they don't have to go do Mm-hmm. The crazy, stupid, silly stuff they shouldn't be doing, truthfully.
0: And the number of calls they get from just completely insane people. Yes. Right. That sometimes they are having a mental crisis mm-hmm. and yes. they call with some absolute nonsense that yes. they have to deal with. And the other calls where it is just the venom coming from the, <sighs> the part of our society that hates the police department. Yeah. And so they call 911 yeah. in order to curse sure. at the 911 operators and tell them how horrible people they are and and they have to they have to deal with this vitriol and uh, aggression towards them constantly and they don't have any out no any out of it they can't
1: say f you and hang up the phone (laughs) right it's a recorded line right exactly yeah Um, they get why i'm not a dispatcher
0: (laughs) and, and police officers when we're in the field and we have something stressful happen we generally have ways to shed off the stress we could Drive faster. We could get out of the car and talk. <laughs> right. If if a suspect throws a punch at us, we could punch him back. Sure. Um, uh, we could hit the steering wheel. Sure. Um, we could scream in the in the confines of our vehicle and right. and and, yeah. and get some of that stress out. Dispatchers can't do that. No. Because they're they're stuck at a computer with a keyboard, a mouse, and a recorded line. So all they have to do is just and let
3: supervisors
1: it everything's constantly do. come
0: yep. down on them.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I'm i just telling you. I mean, I couldn't be a cop because I'd just shoot people. Um, <laughs> seriously. Next call. What do you want me to do now? What you got now? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this problem solved. And I definitely have always said I couldn't do dispatch. No. let an officer be screaming for help. I mean, y'all look up my chair be spinning. out would on my way out. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't do it. Had if I was taking those
2: worked. calls, I'd be like, yeah, police will not be responding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or just please hold. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to you in a few hours. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, my hat's off. I said I think the toughest jobs in this industry can be communications mm-hmm. and detention. Yeah. Because you're yeah. trapped in there with them. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you're monitored. Mm-hmm. I, Cameras, you know, yeah. five minutes, I'd be beating people with something. Uh, you
2: you yeah. know, the other day I heard, I was talking to a guy that has experience as in corrections, like a long time in corrections. And he said that whenever something bad would happen, like especially when he was new, they would just tell him, it's just an inmate. It's just an inmate. It's just an inmate. And he said, you know, over 10, They'd 12 years, yeah. he goes, everything was just an inmate. And he says it was even when I was off duty, it was hard because I would think, "Well, is that an inmate or yeah. is that a
1: person?" Right? You know? Is he she dispatching got- at home when she answers the call? <laughs> <problem? laughs> no, no,
3: just making sure she <laughs> turned that off. No, <laughs> second I walk out the door,
1: no. Nope. Well, you yeah. know, yeah, because it's such a it's such a pattern to it. Because I was laughing about years ago, I was in an office and in the receptionist sitting outside was laughing at me because I called somebody and got their voicemail and I'm so used to texting that in the voicemail I literally said LOL <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: she was going did you just do that and I went yeah I did <laughs> that was kind of stupid <laughs> so I could see where again because you're not just in there four or five hours right. Yeah, you're running long shifts yeah
3: and I, I've actually noticed
1: um back in
3: a couple of years ago, a year and a half, I was having severe vertigo problems. Uh And after going through the stress uh, training and other things, I've noticed the vertigo is subsiding. I still have it, but not as severe. I mean, I can make it to work. I can do the job. Um, If I turn quickly, Uh it still spins out, Mm -hmm. but it's gotten better. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of those that, I'm thinking it's a stress, it's a work thing. Sure. Right. Mm. So I'm working through that, and I'm hoping it'll be gone. But he was actually talking to me about I think a cruise is going to be a really <laughs> big. It's still I think that's uh, 318
1: days. <laughs> but I think that's an absolute. She may need a few vacations in between, too. She may need to go, like, to the Gulf Coast or something so, sometime soon and, and just lay on a beach. I think that the doctor is ordering that also. And don't be worried about her. Till she comes to bed with the headset on.
2: <laughs> Never. Then you call. Her. <laughs> Never happening. Where do I plug this in at?
0: <laughs> <out>? Exactly. <laughs> no. Not
1: happening. We've oh. already purchased the drink package. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Done. Although yeah. alcohol is not your friend when you're under stress. <laughs> you yeah. I have to say that. <laughs> but the cruise
2: should be a stress-free and. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
1: Just ignore the kegerator we have in the new office. <laughs> I, I will say it,
3: it's definitely a learning uh experience um dave's incident happened on my vacation friday oh wow and uh it was on a wednesday and i had worked the shift the next day i was supposed to be packing the family up for our cruise we were doing a caribbean western caribbean cruise on royal and i remember freaking out thinking I'm not going to be there for the last call. I was not going to be able to do his last call, and I had a mindset that I wanted this one operator to do it. When it all went south, it was literally <laughs> the epitome of what could happen in the worst moment. I put out the all call, and unfortunately, the I was on a Chase a tactical emergency channel, and the regular frequency dispatcher one of the officers had not switched his radio to my channel during the whole thing mm-hmm. so when it happened they're shooting he had his home radio and cleared on them saying they've had you know the numbers and i ha- i was already trying to put it out and i old school back in the day we would yell i'm going all call so i had yelled i'm going all call and we're literally sitting as close as you and I and the rest of us are that close. And she never heard me yep. say it because she had it going out on her air. So she was tunnel vision. So
0: might want to paint some background for it because a lot of people don't understand what you're saying when you say all call and, and channels well, and things I'll like call, that. Yeah.
4: Um, um,
0: Phoenix Police Department has different precincts that will work off of different. Uh, radio frequencies. And then they have the chase frequencies that work with the emergency traffic, the crimes in progress, uh, the ones where officers are having to respond to uh, emergency calls for service, whereas the regular frequency is just officers that are on patrol. They might do traffic stops. They might be going on uh, uh, non-emergent calls, which would be uh, suspects are in custody, um, shopliftings, Things that are just not as much of a, a priority that don't sure. take up as much radio traffic. So they have two different frequencies that they're working on, but officers on this one call were all supposed to be on the chase frequency, frequency oh, yeah. but they had one officer that is portable radio. Mm-hmm. He hadn't switched that over, so he was still on their home, home frequency. Yeah. So when the incident happened um, and they start putting out the uh, radio codes for officer down, mm-hmm. um, he did it on one frequency uh, while Patty was working it on another frequency, on the chase frequency. Right. So now you have two
3: dispatchers, dispatchers
0: that are trying to put out uh, not just a precinct-wide uh, emergency call. Yeah. They're going citywide Everywhere. saying that right. we have an officer down. Yeah. Well,
3: so. actually, at that point, it was just an officer involved shooting. It was just they were shooting. So that was the... The first original code and then when unfortunately we both picked up to go citywide it apparently locked the radio channel from what i'm understanding mm. the oh, radios wow. and uh as she starts putting it out i heard underneath on my channel the guy saying officer down mm. the the code for that officer injured down so i turned to her and i said get off my air <laughs> and not such nice language um, it's, a officer injured, officer involved. And so she, she actually said, "Units you know, responding, switch over to my channel. So they were able to, everybody switch over. Well, what happened was, I guess it locked up the radio system.
0: <laughs> so think about from the perspective of, uh, the officers and the, in the sergeants and lieutenants, everybody hears, um, Flipping a channel. officer, officer down, mm-hmm. everybody switches over to, and in this case it would be. A-deck four, Charlie a deck eight.
3: eight. That was Charlie eight.
0: But she said for everybody to go to a deck eight. So every officer in the precinct in the city switched over to a deck eight. And then they said, oh, no, go to Charlie-deck eight. So then every officer in the city switched their radios over to Charlie-deck eight. And the system couldn't handle all,
3: all the city right. radios kind of switching from switching one and to the other. At first they oh. thought it was and because it we both tried down. it. Yeah, they, they, at for first, how long? Two minutes.
0: 2 minutes. Wow. So uh, are you on duty? I was on duty you in another see. precinct yeah. and I and I know my wife's voice and I hear her put it out and then everybody in my mm-hmm. station switched over in. as well and it was dead air. 2 and you minutes could, that
1: had to be like man 2 hours. Oh imagine
0: oh. imagine the worst day in your life as a dispatcher. And I'm I'm not I'm, I'm sorry I don't mean don't mean to speak for you but, sure you no. did, but go ahead. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> imagine imagine the worst day.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh for a dispatcher. Yep. Um, officers under her watch. Somebody's
3: hurt. Yep. Yeah. they? And expect I don't know the extent to of the injuries.
0: Coordinate mm-hmm. their call for service. Sure. They expect her to be able to listen and get her the resources she needs. And one of them now is down. Now imagine that happening, and you lose all radio control. You lose yeah. all communication. The absolute sense of helplessness. Sure. Mm-hmm. That sure. She had to go and for through.
3: An alpha, no.
2: <laughs> so could the other officers talk?
0: Can no. anybody
3: talk? all? No. radio no. system down. It was just not just my channel. It knocked the
1: city's radios for wow. two minutes. Yeah. And is it designed to do that for just two minutes, or no. you just it so just, you didn't it, know how long no. it was going to be down? We no. didn't know what we had, had happened. Had no idea.
0: Oh, the system had actually shut down. Yeah. And rebooted, and so it had to yeah. go through the whole the reboot whole process. Right.
3: And what was worse? What was worse was that on our monitor, there's a, a point where you can actually see the unit that's clearing or the officer's name if it's their portable unit. So I could see them all clearing, and I'm still going. Anybody here? It's it's like, can you hear me now? <laughs> hello. I was like, hello. And I could see them all trying to clear. And it was just my anxiety was going up and up and up every time I saw somebody pushing because I don't know if it's more information about Dave or Or somebody else. Somebody else heard. So I was losing it. But um, when I had yelled that I was going to all call, way over on the 911 side, a cross trained employee, she's like running back over to me and she passes the supervisor. She's like, Where do you need me? And they're like, Go scribe for Patty. And so she had a pad of paper, and she was scribing, and thank God she did because the radios were gone. So she's ready, and I'm, like, setting up for the critical incident scenario. It's going to be command, staging, media, because you know they're going to be there. So you're getting prepped, and then radio came on. And the first one I saw, because I kept looking at the push talk to see every person pushing their radios. Mm -hmm. And the first one was a really good friend of ours that was in his academy class, um, the anonymous LT's academy class that we know very well. And it only partially came in as transmission. And I thought he asked, can you hear me? And I said, I copy you. And he goes, no. What's the location? i was like okay so well
1: hello to you too. yeah so i
3: reiterated reiterated the uh location what was going on and so units were gone and as soon as i got done with him i cleared the guys that were on the scene i'm like where do you need fire what are the injuries what's going on so that we could get going right and uh, the uh, home dispatcher she had already grabbed the phone she had fire on the line and she's like we're going to need you i'm just trying to find out where and the officers, um, the sergeant, mm-hmm. was uh, were taking him to them. They'd already thrown him in the Tahoe, and they wound up meeting around the corner. Mm-hmm. So I mean, fire was perfect. In that scenario, everything worked well. Wait a minute. Did she just say fire <laughs> I said, in
1: that scenario. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. At least it was. There was, was a camera. Camera. We love our host right? We're just picking on you because we can. The evidence around. This is called active listening in this scenario.
3: But uh, he wound up, uh, you know, everything worked well. But then right after those few seconds of radio transmissions, the computer system crashed no because of what had happened or just just a random i I, we have no idea why the computer system crashed but it was down (laughs) for about another two minutes but again thank god that i had my scribe because every transmission she was scribbling her notes because we needed to know location of where um staging was going to be where i needed more additional officers to meet sure you know promoter positions because we did not know if the suspect was still active down we had no idea
1: and this shows the importance of having stress coaches and under the shield in every type job. Right. Yes. Because it, it would be hard for an officer to be really understanding all of this. Right. And, and, and I, vice versa. You know, I'm sometimes. Thinking,
2: listening to this, I'm thinking as myself. If I'm an officer that's out on the street and I've got dead air, I'm Yeah. What, I'm what getting are you pissed. people I'm doing like, up oh, there? What the hell is going on? Yes. Why are oh, yeah. you not answering me? Why yes. are you not giving out Oh, and yeah. not understanding. Exactly. I can only imagine how frustrating Wait. it had to have been for you guys up in dispatch <laughs> going what the hell yeah. is going on? I sure, can't yeah. talk to anybody. Sure.
1: Oh yeah. Are there things in place now to prevent that? Or uh, can you prevent that? We haven't had that scenario since. Wow. wow. So maybe there
3: has been an update. I wow. don't know it's, it hasn't happened. Knock on wood, plastic, whatever this is. Oh, it's wood. (laughs) It's wood.
2: He drilled
1: right
3: through it. Brand new
1: table. Absolutely. Let's try it here. You you think we could return this now for another one?
2: The warranty might be off now.
1: (laughs) But, you know, it's funny because, again, I had moved out here in 2012. This was 16 Mm -hmm. and just kind of went to be there if somebody yeah. needed something um uh, wasn't there in an official capacity for the PD or anything and um I was so impressed that was one of my first real dealings with Phoenix yeah but was so impressed and couldn't help but brag to everybody back in Alabama about the closeness mm-hmm. of the squad yeah because you just don't see that like you used to because a lot of that is is honestly and truthfully a lot of that is um not encouraged by some management that they don't hmm. really want everybody to be really good friends.
2: Now, was the Glasser Squad a, a specialized unit or were they a patrol squad? They
1: were called uh, NET, Neighborhood
3: Net. Enforcement. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Yep.
3: And, and it was, it was definitely, um, they had plainclothes officers that would do like investigations, pickups, that kind of thing, and then they would have one team that would be in uniform in a patrol right. car. So if they picked up a suspect, they would take them over in-uniform patrol car. And uh, uh, I think...
1: Yeah, we had James Bird on talking. I think Bird was
3: saying that he was supposed to do it and toss us. the keys to Dave, right. and he felt that.
1: Um, yeah, because he regret. had rifle balls or something yeah. that day. Right. Yeah. and uh And, yeah, he was on talking about it. and But, you know, y'all are still a, a tight-knit group, even though you're all now in different areas yes. and stuff. It's still cool to... To see um, on the anniversary, Mm -hmm. especially, uh, or around that time. And, you know, one of the biggest honors for me was just to have been accepted. Here I am, an outsider who talks funny anyway. (laughs) 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 And and to be accepted by that group the way I was, it was just really, uh, that's probably one of the highlights of my career, to be honest with you.
3: Well, I'll say, um, <laughs> we were talking about the drink package on the cruise that we're going on. <laughs> um, we uh, we were, like I said, it was my vacation Friday. And so the next day was a Thursday and I went into work and I requested that my scribe do the all call.
0: You might want to describe what an all call uh, is. Not everybody yeah, understands.
1: Those are just, I don't know how y'all get I, it out. I haven't gone to that. Don't know how Healthy. y'all do that.
3: But um, when an officer's funeral is a finished they all go to the cemetery and they will have a dispatcher everybody's radios are on one channel mm-hmm. and they will do his last call and it'll be clearing him his location of the cemetery and then you know a respectful goodbye right. mm-hmm. and uh so since i would not be able to do that i asked her to mm-hmm. and uh, i remember she was like, I really don't want to. I was going <laughs> yeah. She's looking at you, and You're I like, thought we were friends. Really? Yeah. She's like, I really don't want to. And I'm like, uh, and I start tearing up. And I'm like, you have to because I can't be her. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll do it. So she did it, and she did a great job from what I heard on the recordings. We go to Galveston, Texas for the cruise. Um, spent a couple of days with some family that were in Bernie, Texas. And... Uh, Get to the cruise and it was stormy it was just feeling my mood you know i was just like in in that depression kind of mood and we get on the cruise and at the entrance when you're getting on they had a desk that had a beverage package if you don't haven't gotten it yet and and, uh, (laughs) and he's like we already have it but then i'm passing and i see Premium package, upgrade, also, unlimited, yeah. upgrade, yeah. well, upgraded. It's, it's, yeah, huh? upgrade it because it's not just the basic alcohol you can get. You can get like the top shelf alcohol. premium. There yes. you go. So it's I stop. I go, maker. what was what, that? <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm like, what's that? That was an option. Uh, How much offered. more is this? Yeah, I'm like, oh, that wasn't an offered. And he's like, oh, it's only a few dollars more. I'm like, sign me we'll up. We'll take it. I'm like, does he have to do it? We already have the beverage package, but does he have to? He's like, no, it's fine. So he upgraded my my ticket. Um, I vaguely remember the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember that there was a pub on the main level that I drank them out of Jameson.
4: Wow. Yeah, we
3: are not promoting this. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and I will say, after that experience, uh, find other resources.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, she means alcohol, not, not, not yeah. under the <laughs> <She> <laughs> means yeah, find yeah, another resource exactly. other than alcohol. Yeah, it, it's not a go-to thing during those episodes, trust me.
1: You know, it was interesting, too, because I have... Early in my career, I would go to all the funerals. Mm. And I finally realized that was making it too personal for mm. me. Oh. So I if I knew I was going to get involved, I would not go to the funeral. Yeah. And for Dave's funeral, I was already scheduled to teach for Border Patrol in Yuma. Mm. And so it just kind of worked out because I didn't know I was going to get involved. Right. And I probably would have gone. Mm. And, you know, Bird's eulogy... I just still don't know how he did it, and I've listened to it, yeah, you really we need to to get it for you to listen to because it's I think he was given like five minutes and he went like fifteen twenty yeah. or something, wow. oh yeah, it was um, yeah, it was like he was my very dear friend, and you ain't cutting me off, you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of the same thing that Chandler had with me with Chris. Right. I'm gonna talk till I need to finish
4: right, yeah.
1: and um, definitely, but I think it would have been hard because I didn't know at that time that. That squad had actually been at a training that Lieutenant yes. Colonel Grossman and I did in Prescott just a few months prior. Yeah. I just knew I had Phoenix officers, but I knew they were, <laughs> and I knew they were crazy. They right. come up and talk All to right. me. And, uh, oh, yeah. and so then when the sergeant at that time called me a few weeks later and said, we were in your training, mm. it, he was one of ours, and uh, will you come teach for us? And I was like, absolutely, and donated a class and went in on a Sunday.
3: And I, did that? I, I, was it the new sergeant? It's the sergeant with the really long last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because uh, right before that was, uh, I thought it was uh, Jerry, was their sergeant. Then the new one came on. Oh, This was Ben. Yeah, yeah. So Jerry was uh, the their sergeant before he his last shooting. <laughs> oh. And so, <laughs> he, yeah, he, yeah, he was. It was one of those that I. Not, I mean, we always talk about not being too religious, not you know because everybody believes something else. Right. But I've always joked with Jerry that God's watching over him; Mm -hmm. he's got his angel because his last shooting was he was chasing the guys firing at him; they're both firing at each other, running, Mm -hmm. and he went behind a vehicle, and the tow hitch knocked him down, and his boot went flying, (laughs) and a bullet went right where his head would have been.
4: Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah, that that's. uh... There's a lot of that going on, mm-hmm. right. but you just go. Eh, I don't think there are that many coincidences <laughs> no, in the world, not at all. Um, and the longer we go here at Under the Shield, the more we realize mm-hmm.
2: it's not a coincidence. Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, and if Bird tells one more person I'm religious, I swear myself, <laughs> I am not religious. I'm a Christian, and that's we'll leave it at there.
3: Uh, uh, you know, I personally didn't know Bird during this whole thing oh, when didn't? it started. Yeah, I I knew rick i Mm -hmm. knew the lt sergeants i knew them um and a couple of others on the squad but i didn't know him personally until we came back from the cruise and he went um the anonymous lt was going back to work with his squad who was also in that type of capacity Mm -hmm. a neighborhood enforcement and as soon as we got home the similarities hit me Mm -hmm. and i was having a really bad day so i sent a message out on facebook saying anybody in the squad want to get together or i i just said anybody want to get together i i want to avoid today being the first day him doing that type of job sure and he answered up right away bird said i'll meet you where do you want to meet so we met at a neighborhood restaurant up the street and it was the best thing because as a dispatcher we don't know the actual situation as it unfolds we just hear it we don't get to see it so we're visualizing in our heads something entirely different sure Mm -hmm. worst case scenarios we are so he actually sat there with napkins and salt paper shakers (laughs) um, laying out the scene and showed me everything that had unfolded so he wound up telling me how it all went down and it really did put in perspective what really happened wow so after like the two minutes where you hear nothing he drew it out for me
2: well that's good at yeah. least these kind of explain what was going on during yeah. that time frame when you're deaf dumb and blind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean that's really i mean how else do you put it i mean oh, that's yeah. just i can't imagine being in that position
3: and i mean typically most scenarios like that we have um what they call a debriefing of the incident right. And everybody involved, dispatchers, operators. Well, recently they've included operators before they did not, Hmm. which I thought was a failing on the department. Right. Um, Because as an operator, you're still involved in the situation. Hearing it from the victims or the citizen side. Right. But they're starting to include operators now. So you've got operators, dispatchers, officers involved in the situation. Glasser's scene was so big, they had to have two separate Deep, wow. debriefings, which I think was a failing on the department side because you only get to hear who's there in the room. Right. You don't get to hear the whole thing. Yeah, if you're
2: not at both, then you're missing half of the details.
3: Exactly. So it was, I again, it was one of those that you don't get to hear the whole story. And mm. that was really frustrating on my part because I did have uh, Chris Hoyer in my debriefing and a couple of others. Oh, I had the the officers a couple of that were involved were brand new officers in training
4: yes.
3: <laughs> and there was their trainer the officer in training there was at least a couple of them in my debrief along with chris wire and um my best friend michelle Williamson, um she was actually the first dispatcher i relieved her so when the call came in she set the whole thing up and i laugh saying this was the perfect call because every she had every officer's location, what coverage they were doing. It was a dispatcher's <laughs> dream. Until because <laughs> when you have things hitting the fan, um it's one of those that you're just We're not restricted. Okay. When shit hits when the shit fan. When shit hits fan. <laughs> yes. Um it's one of those that you're just playing catch up. Right. But this I knew where my guys were, I knew who was undercover, unmarked cars, I knew all this. So I was like, <laughs> thanks, I plug in. I'm like, have a nice night. She leaves. And literally five minutes later.
2: All hell breaks loose. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
3: it just went south. And uh, and that when we were talking about he was on duty that day, the anonymous healthy, when he was on duty, um, he, he already knew how the department had treated me with Mark. Mm-hmm. So hours into it, things are calming down. Uh, we've got everybody's locations and stuff. My best friend walked in. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing back here? And she's all wet, looking like a wet dog. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? she goes, I literally got, got out of the shower. My phone's blown up saying that you had a all-call situation. And I came back. I'm like, okay. So she sat next to me. Two seconds after that, he comes walking in. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here?
4: <laughs>
3: and I, I literally, that was my expression. What the hell are you doing? And then I saw his eyes. And I went, okay, I get I it. think I had
0: just come from the hospital. Yes,
3: I? you had. And it was like, okay, I get it. So business as usual, even though I knew by his luck sure. that he'd passed. But, um, yeah, so it, w- it was like a total shit show because they didn't know where they were transporting sure. Dave, what hospital.
1: Well, they, they couldn't had... find his wife. We, yeah. The bird went through all of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Records had not been updated. She had changed schools yeah. and Putting helicopters down to pick her up, and get yep. her where she needed to go, and yep. it, you know, and the the sad part about some of that is, is I'm not sure that, and I and I don't just mean your police department. I'm talking about in general around the country. I don't think we learn from those things where families are involved, mm-hmm. right? And you know, it's it's just one of those things that won't happen again. Oh yeah, it will. It'll it's happen it's again. the
0: human element,
1: mm-hmm. and and we don't encourage people to update records. Mm-hmm. You know, I we had several in Alabama. Line of duty deaths where the guys had been divorced for a long time and had never updated. (laughs) Exes were getting the life insurance and stuff. And, you know, the other thing is, too, is when when my ex first got on with DEA, one of the things that they did that really impressed me, I assume they still do it, but those emergency contact forms, they were sent home to me to fill out. Uh-huh. And he was like, why are you filling this out? And I said, because your ass ain't going to be around. to be <laughs> right. I'm, I'm kind of the one that's going to get that call. And it was so nice in that, especially once I started under the shield, mm-hmm. I knew who was coming to my door. Yeah, He knew he was my contact. Yeah. So every unmarked or marching that rolled up, I didn't have to panic. Yeah, And I told him, I said, don't drop by for coffee. And <laughs> <laughs> on the day, you'll be met with something. I can't guarantee yeah. what it is. and um, But it also made me feel like... I, somebody cared. Yeah, what I thought. Right. And you know, I listed who should come right. tell me. I listed who could pick up the kids. Mm-hmm. That was on their forms at school. You know, that kind of stuff needs to be done and then updated. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, I just don't yeah. know that they
2: It's the updating part that it, it, falls it really is. Behind. Yeah. That
1: yeah. Does. And again, if it would be to the wife or the spouse, right. it we will get it updated. The officers right. may not. Right. But we'll right. get it updated. Yeah. And That's just something we have pushed in training. I've actually had some agencies change theirs to where it does go to the wife. Nice. And that's where it should be. And, you know, I wanted to ask you too, though, not going to the funeral, do you feel like you missed some closure? Um, Or the closure came when Bird sat down with you and actually went through what happened that day?
3: I think it was really when I I met Bird um, to have that discussion. Unfortunately, when you're on a cruise, your phone doesn't work, which was... Probably a blessing in my case, even though I was drinking the premium package away. But um, (laughs) you didn't need to be on the phone. Yeah, exactly. But when we got into port, my phone was blowing up. People were calling and texting and sending me links to the funeral. Oh, of course. And if I had the list of those people, I'd probably go out and beat them. But um, it was one of those things that I actually sat down and was watching and bawling. And he came into the room because you have to go out, put your bags at the door and do stuff. So when he came in, he sees me a wet mess. And he's like, put your phone away. Just <laughs> Don't put make it me take it from you. Yeah, he's you. like, he goes, why would you be doing that? I'm like, because I missed it. I just <laughs> missed it. He's like, eh, you don't need to see it right now. And I'm like, but it did help seeing it. Sure. Because during the cruise, I knew I was missing. Sure. So seeing it. It kind of was like, okay, next step was the conversation with Bird. That mm-hmm. really helped.
1: And I think that's the message here. Officers need to I realize y'all go into critical incidents, you go to the next call, mm-hmm. but at some point, some of them, you really need to make sure that you are updating yeah. the dispatchers. Yeah. Just, yeah. just give them some closure. And that's That's one thing that
3: I really have found that it's only individual officers, sergeants, lieutenants, that take the time to Mm -hmm. let them know. I had a suicide in Ahwatukee that the sergeant came and actually came to the room, our communications, to let me know what had happened. As, you know, this is 22 years in, I already kind of knew what was going on. (laughs) And I knew from the radio traffic that uh, conversations that what had happened, but he took the time and sat with me, and it's like, this is what was going on, and I'm like, okay, I got it. I yeah. appreciate it. It really impressed me that he did that.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's great, because it gives you the closure, yeah. and you can at least then process that column and get rid of it in your exactly. own mind, you know, but uh, the bad thing is, is I know you, I didn't spend a lot of time in patrol, because I went to into traffic early mm-hmm. and just stayed there forever because, you know, they paid me to ride a motorcycle. I mean, <laughs> come on. But I, I never really thought about that, especially those first few years mm-hmm. um, of going on all the different crazy calls and stuff. Yeah. Um, I never thought about, well, dispatch doesn't know what's going on. Right. You know, I learned that later as I got to, you know, become friends with some of the dispatchers and be like, Hmm, I'll call up there and say, Hey, Hey, just so you know, this is what's, this is the outcome here.
3: Right. And sadly, uh, unless uh, dispatchers reach out to the officer right. and try to prod them into letting them know, um, they don't. But what's worse is that the department looks at, or well, our our uh, personal department communications looks at that as um, uh, not good messages that they aren't supposed to be asking. They mm. need to mind their own business, right. do the job and don't delve into too much. <laughs> and um, it's like, but you guys are failing us as dispatchers exactly. and not letting us have that closure. Yeah. So I fought on that part.
2: And it really isn't something that you want to be typing over your MDT, you know, hey, right. what's going on out there? Yeah, you know? and,
3: and that's the thing. It depends on the the, the dispatcher. There was one that it, I think it involved a child, and the dispatcher was really having a hard time Wanting to know the outcome, mm-hmm. sure. what it was happening. So, another dispatcher messaged somebody that they knew on the squad and said, Hey, can you give us some information on what's going on?
2: Right. Can you call us or yeah, something? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
3: And so, they eventually gave them the information and they got in trouble for the messages.
0: Well, those messages do get uh, attached to the call right. and they become public yeah. record. And then the. Uh, the... This
1: is why these cell phones. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> but they would
2: right because even if you don't text it, even if you just if the dispatcher can send a message saying, "Hey, can you please call me up in communications?" Right, yeah, right. At least then the officer can. But pick you're up a asking cell phone.
3: you're asking them to call, and then depending on the supervisor, they look at that as maybe they're flirting. There's something else <laughs> yeah. going yeah. on, yeah, right. so it's you then need considered a date tonight. Call yeah, me. <laughs> then it's considered <laughs> right. you know inappropriate. But it's like everything is recorded in our department, so right. you know, what? listen to the call.
1: Sure. If you have a problem, listen to the call. Exactly. Well, I have to ask you as we start wrapping this up, too, um, how do y'all feel about dispatchers dispatching their spouse for their spouse? Because, you know, are different Well, policies. how do you feel, LT? <laughs> well, there are different uh, policies we, we all had... around the country. I personally don't think it's a good idea. Oh, I've, um, I've personally been on
3: his air a lot of times.
1: But don't you think it would be really difficult if it went
3: bad? Uh, there was one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I was an officer in the
1: uh, uh, west side out of town, yeah. uh,
0: there was a night he got behind a stolen vehicle. Uh, light, we lit it up, and the driver jumped out, running into an apartment complex. So I'm in foot pursuit of the suspect. She's my dispatcher. I chased him through three apartment complexes because he was jumping walls and I used to be able to jump walls. <laughs> Back in the day. And, and chased him all the way, tackled him right as we get to uh, Thomas Road, which is a, a major, major road in, right. in Phoenix, and struggling with him as traffic's coming towards us. So Afternoon, I have to pull him... major
3: traffic, yeah. Pull
0: him out of the roadway, throw him out of the roadway, and then jump on him again before he could run away. Um, and then my, my backup officers get there. And uh you know on scene you have the adrenaline right, um yeah. uh you're out of breath you're running uh you're f- struggling fighting with somebody who doesn't want to go to jail and then your other officers get there help you take him into custody so high fives all around everybody's doing great and then you hear the voice of the dispatcher <laughs> asking calmly are there any injuries to officers <laughs> or suspects okay it's Do my voice not fire. him doing that yeah and 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 I know it's my wife asking me, are you hurt? And right. I, and my response is, oh, I'm okay, babe. Thanks.
1: <laughs> See, I'm picturing you running over and jumping these walls going, I'm good, babe. I'm good. We're going under yeah. that <laughs>
0: <laughs> So I had a brand new sergeant um, at that time, <laughs> yeah. and I had a lieutenant that I had had some run-ins with. And when he hears me clear on the radio to the dispatcher, I'm okay, babe. Thanks.
3: Uh- <laughs> He and comes I, went over big. and um, I, I caught it. And back then, you could actually step on the officer's radios. So I was like, okay, next call. Let's go. You know, I'm trying to act like everything's normal because I, I caught that. Bad, babe.
1: I caught the baby. HR is calling. Exactly.
0: Well, my sergeant comes up, and he's – I thought I did a great job. I, I chased the guy. I caught the guy. and Nobody got hurt. And my sergeant comes up, and he goes, hey, uh, we had an issue with – uh uh, your call, he goes, you did a good job. You were uh, clear communication, but, uh, but and-
2: the, I'm okay, babe. Yeah, and he goes,
0: but we have uh, kind of some that the, violates radio policy, and I'm he thinking, oh, did fight, I drop yeah. the F-bomb on the <laughs> uh, air? And, and he goes, no, um, you called the dispatcher, babe. <laughs>
1: Well, at least it wasn't a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd have a problem. Yeah. Well.
0: And and he, he thought he was going to have to do an investigation <laughs> yeah. for uh, violating EOS. EEO. Yeah. Uh, sure. And I, I go, Oh, I called the dispatcher, babe. And he goes, Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, it's okay. It's my wife. He goes, What? <laughs> I go, The dispatcher, that's it's my wife. And he goes, oh, thank God! <laughs> okay, so, so he goes over and explains to the lieutenant who was was actually wanting me to be under investigation, that, that it was just my wife. And the lieutenant just pivoted, turned around, walked away, didn't say a thing. The
1: fun days before body cams. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: That's funny. I got.
1: I'm uh, okay, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one still
3: goes out every now and then. People talk about it. Shame you're not still
1: on the job there. That's something you could try. Uh... <laughs> I don't know who I'd be calling babe, though. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you wanted to, right, <laughs> right as you retire. <laughs> well, we have, have really appreciated you guys coming on and sharing just a little bit of a day, and especially a very special day right. uh, in the life of a dispatcher. And, um, you know, we'll definitely be having you back on. Thank you. Uh, like I said, I think you're probably going to wind up being one of the regulars with Becky's. Uh, coming up because i just don't think yeah yeah. (laughs) these two in here we'll have to Uh. censor it
3: Um, (laughs) our
1: our poor producer and definitely
3: not have the video on because the looks will be given
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it's going to be you know i I just don't think there's enough time devoted to what goes on with dispatchers right yeah and all the stuff that you know the threats you know i've heard of them people calling in saying you know i'm going to come burn your house down see me i'd go okay i'm looking up Chief's address. On, here's my address. <laughs> Please come on.
2: But the um, worst part is, is the officers out on the road. They're yes. not thinking about what the dispatchers going through right. at all. Right. Not, they're
3: they're and, just and clueless. Like about we were it. saying uh, after Dave, um, sadly, the dispatcher that worked off Officer News was overlooked and not included in Police mm-hmm. Week. Yes, um, and it was one of those things that when Tyler Maldivan, when he was injured, yes. I. Have been by that dispatcher side we text we right. keep in communication because i'm not going to let her hang right and news dispatcher is a really good friend of mine so i check on in on her but it's one of those that there is is a failing and it's funny because uh they have on our communications page stress management <laughs> they actually have a stress management icon they click on and it goes through what you should be doing, breathing, meditation, this kind of stuff.
1: When? when exactly and I'm when like, you're supposed yeah.
3: to meditate. But, but I'm like, but where is the connection that they have somebody to talk to? Yes. Right. That they have an outlet. Do this all on your own. Exactly. And yeah. that's what I have been starting to do. I'm like, you know what? Get
1: enough sleep.
3: Yeah. Exactly when and that's, and how would you like me yeah. to do that's that? That's exactly no, what yeah. it says. And it, it just frustrated me when I read it after having the coaching training. I, I just happened upon that icon. I'm like, <laughs> a lot more to it, isn't there? Oh, totally. Yeah, it just, just makes so much
1: more sense. It's lacking.
3: I, and I, I'm like, it's like, almost felt like minimal effort mm-hmm. on their
1: part, but it's checks and boxes a lot of mm-hmm. times because they don't it. know what to do. That that was it totally. And and that's that's the part you got to get out of the box. Yes. Talk to a lot of people, not just us at Under the Shield, but talk to a lot of people outside the realm of. The law enforcement world mm-hmm. right get a lot of information offer a lot of resources for officers you know people keep going well susan you're not for everyone thank god
4: <laughs>
1: again no not I, my I cup hope. of sweet tea <laughs> that's it. bless like. your heart <laughs> Yeah, not everybody yes, wants man.
2: your voice in their head. And how long
1: have we known each other? And
2: your not, voice not is in enough, my head. Not long enough, but I'm already
1: in his head. Yeah, yeah. He like, experience. I'm here, I'm thinking Susan. There's a
2: Susan, right? I can hear what she's going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm
1: accused of playing mind games and voodoo stuff. <laughs> Jedi mind tracks. You know, I'm not denying or admitting either, <laughs> given this is recorded. Um, but we would like for, to have y'all come back if you're uh, willing sure. to. Sure. And maybe LT, how long before you retire? Uh, seven years. Right around
2: the corner. We'll, de-
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely have him back oh, after he retires. But, um, yeah, we'll have you on anonymously again. And, uh like I said, I think it's going to be a um, a good partnership here having you on board and yes. getting I'm the LT trained you. also because.
2: Now, Patty, how much longer do you plan on doing?
3: I'm hanging on until he's there. Okay. Are you? It was one of those that our youngest who's in the Coast Guard.
1: um yes, he That is.
3: he was talking about uh, getting out and maybe going law enforcement and, Dad said, no. Dad's like, no. Not right Um, now. This is not probably the best option. Not Uh -uh. right now. No. Mm -hmm. But I kind of thought if the kiddo got on the department as a legacy – we usually hire our own. Sure. And I was like, I might actually be there forever until the kid retires. <laughs> oh, now,
1: Mama, you ain't dispatching yeah, for the kid, a, honey. I don't know if that'd be a you, good your, idea. Your butt would be out that door <laughs> and going. You know, this one, LT's one thing. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's got company, but I'm the mama.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are actually a couple of uh, friends of ours that their children are on the department. Wow. And I dispatch for them. Yeah. And it's always like, especially Lenny Stika's kid. <laughs>
1: Man, am oh. I? Uh, are y'all feeling old
4: now? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Lenny Steika is a legend in the Phoenix Police Department. That he is like a badass. That's funny. And <laughs> when his kid came on, I was like, "Oh, Lenny Junior's on."
1: <laughs> and is he a badass too? <laughs> um, he always. I've heard
0: good things about him. He's he,
1: working on it.
3: Oh,
0: he's. he's, early he's growing I mean, he's, into it. Yeah, yeah, he might be.
3: Yeah. I think it was just because he was so new, but he yeah. was a hard. Or he is a hard worker. Good. He's one yeah. of those that I love working with because he's like on it. I have yet to work anything with him, and again, knock on wood, <laughs> I won't have to, because <laughs> his daddy gave me a lot of my gray hairs.
1: Well, there's just so much going on in law enforcement right now. We've had so many line-of-duty deaths just yeah. in the last week. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's everywhere. We had one in Alabama. We had one out here in Yavapai County. Mm-hmm. Everything that went on on 4th of July, right. Oh, geez, yeah. all of that, it, it's just... Um, I don't know how we have anybody doing this job anymore, truthfully. And how many were
3: you saying that we had just uh, up to June that we had officers injured six, seven, Phoenix?
0: Oh, I forgot. I think we've had a total of 11 officers shot since uh, December. Yeah. Um, That's just It's amazing that we haven't had any fatalities.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um,
0: Yeah. I can't really say much more about it yeah no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, and and the sad part is is i don't think it's getting any better no. Um, no. anytime soon no and that's why we've got to make sure we're keeping our law enforcement first responders and their families and our prayers yes. um and remember we're here 24 uh, 7 you can call our toll-free number 855-889-2348 uh, we keep everything anonymous. We don't even have your phone number. If you call and hit extension one, you can – why are you laughing at me? Because
2: just the other day, I think it was yesterday or maybe even this morning, I was like, I don't know how you keep these things straight. Who's doing what when you talk to these people? Because now I I get a text from somebody. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> What were they? Were they a dispatcher? Were they an yeah, officer? Yeah, safe in um, What was the deal? What did just we talk about? I just call them about? all hun. Oh.
1: And that means I ain't got a clue who you are anyway. Yeah.
2: Now, in the South, do guys say hun? Sure. Okay, good. So sure. I can start using that.
1: Sure. Babe, you can use Guide hun. A guy to guy. Yeah, sure you can use whatever. But,
2: yeah. You can to do both. What's I'm... up, dude? Hey, <laughs> How about brother? Yeah, that, that goes. Go. That's good, yeah. Yep. I think brother, sister. Yeah. Sure,
1: yep. either okay. one. But, all right. But call us. Uh, Again, we don't have your phone number. If you hit extension 1, 855-889-2348, my personal cell is 334-324-3570. I don't know why I call it my personal cell because it's kind of my 24-7 cell that's business because I work 24-7. Right, so I need to leave it's more like the
2: cell number that you can reach me. The at. cell
1: number you can reach me at. Yeah, I don't have personal. They're you can when send you
2: inappropriate memes to that number.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> Just don't text me hi. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you want. I ain't got time for this. Hi, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What the hell do you want? <laughs> Just send it all in one text. That's right. Cause I got to move to the next one. And Tom's. Yeah, my, my cell
2: phone number that you can reach me on is 480-861-6574. And I won't remember your name even if you tell <laughs> it to me because, like Susan, she's had she has dementia, she says. I I've do. had a traumatic brain injury, you and that's see, my aren't excuse. are
1: a pair? <laughs> <laughs> aren't we a happy couple? <laughs> and if you would like to talk to Patty, if you're a dispatcher, she's, again, one of our stress coaches. Yeah. Reach out to any of those numbers, and we will get you connected with her. I'm here. That you can talk to her. And um, again, she knows the crazy schedules. Yeah. We don't work 9 to 5 Monday through Friday around here. We, no. We're here all. And if you're married to a spouse that you can't
3: deal yes. with, I'm so there for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Patty and I both take that out. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll do that one together. Are you, missing, are you missing your military child? I'm there for you, too. That, too. too. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: and if you're coming. married to one <laughs> yeah. and you're having a hard time with your spouse, I can help you there, too.
1: <laughs> and I'm just going to go on vacation. I'm, I'm going to go take a cruise. There I wouldn't know what to do if I got on one. Um, but anyway, we, again, we've enjoyed having you guys here. It's Thank an you. honor yeah. to have you here. We'll have you back.
2: And thanks, Anonymous LT, for sitting yes, in <laughs> at absolutely. the last minute.
1: That, not even being prepared. Into telling the you. <laughs> but doesn't he have that radio voice? He does voice? have a good radio yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah, We're we'll, definitely going to have to yeah,
2: use him we are. as an intro or absolutely. something. Absolutely. Yeah. So look
1: forward to the future LT's voice.
2: I Give Good Radio.
3: <laughs> that's my line. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but he can also sing, so maybe next time.
1: We'll have him sing, too. Yeah, there you go. We'll have him do the TikTok. Do you play top. the guitar or <laughs> hmm. no, piano? Just, he can just be our voice. TikTok video. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but everyone, please stay safe out there, and we thank you again for your sacrifices and your service, especially families. That's a group that is rarely, if ever, recognized for the sacrifices that they make. And um, reach out to us, and we hope you'll come back next week. Right. Um, we and seriously, a, if you're
2: struggling, yes. please reach out to somebody. Even if, even if
1: you're not reaching out to us, absolutely. reach out to somebody. Yes, absolutely. I mean, but we're
2: always here for you. You can always call us. And yeah, we're
1: not like, a referral right. source. We handle it. Exactly. 30 years of experience plus a lot of stress coaches on board now. Yes. So reach out. And um, stay tuned. Next week we do. Do we know who our guest is next week? Sometimes I'm, we do, sometimes I'm we don't. Not, I
2: think I do, but I'm not 100%. That's that I traumatic to, brain you know, injury, huh? I've got to check with my wife, the <laughs> boss. <laughs> she's, a, she's the one who's running she's the scheduling podcast the scheduling course. right yep. now. So.
1: Yes, but come back and visit us next week. Refer your friends. Please listen on yes. Apple or Spotify. Yes. And uh, we will hope to have you back here next week. We love you guys. Thank you. God bless you, your families, and this great nation that we live in. Love you.